also dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That would. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls. God damn it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garcia? Holy shit, dude. In New Zealand in 64 A hot-headed actor named Russell Crowe He loves to act, but he loves one thing more Fight round the world He fights his directors and he fights his fans It's a problem no one understands If there's two things he loves, it's fighting and Fight round the world Making movies, making music And fighting round the world Russell Crowe Russell Crowe, I'm laughing because our guest announced it when we started the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Suck I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up that green, your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer each and every week. I'm joined by two guys who like to walk around with their pants undone as they sit in the sun and try to make love to someone. But I digress. Usually every week we are joined by our boy. Jackson. Scoop's uh, work schedule changed. He's now working 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So we will be discovering a new day to record on later this week. We miss you, Scoop, and we hope you're enjoying work. But my third co-host here for the day, he's a man that, uh, you know, if you piss him off, you know, he, he might get in his heater. You he might get in his truck. Got a heater in his truck. All feeling all fucked up. Don't oh, pull off. Oh, God. But ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the rodeo. Welcome back, Joe, to your podcast. Oh, thanks. Like, the funny thing is, like, you're usually the one that's driving if we're in a vehicle together. So it's like you haven't even heard me. You haven't even been in the car with me while driving to experience the road rage. You picked me up. From the airport, so I did. Pick, I mean, it was it was early, so there wasn't enough time to establish said road rage. But you, I have driven in a car with you. I mean, yeah, good point. And you okay. are going to take me to the airport, you know, in a couple of weeks. So there, there is that. But we're yeah, yeah. Uh, we're delaying enough here because, ladies and gentlemen, this week we have a guest. 
This gentleman is a South Park fan himself, has his own YouTube channel. I happen to come across his video um, because if you're not in the South Park Fans United group on South on Facebook, what the hell's wrong with you? It's our, it's our group that we're, you know, I guess I'm in charge of whatever you want to call it. I don't feel like I'm in charge. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Trace. How are you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, my name is Trace. I'm with Pierce Productions on YouTube. And also, I have a separate podcast talking about movies called The Only Film Fans Podcast. Nice. The Only Film Fans Podcast. Well, I want to have more questions about that. But the first question we always like to ask whenever we have a brand new guest on the show, you got to tell us, how did you get into South Park? Yeah, so you probably already know because you saw the video I uploaded on the Facebook group. that didn't see that video uh, when i was younger i kept seeing my parents talk about south park um watching south park stuff like that so probably around like 12 years old maybe 13 i in the middle of the night would take the dvds and take them back to my room and watch them by myself and uh, i got caught doing that after a while um, i got away with it longer than i thought i would but uh and then my parents finally just said, you know what, like, let's just pick out some episodes we know aren't that bad to ease them into it. And then uh, probably around like 14, it was just like, you can watch whichever episode. Joe, why were his parents cooler than ours? They let him, they bought the DVDs. They watched South Park. I, it was, a I don't know, man. It's going to get sucked in another way. It's like natural selection at that point. Right. And I mean, my dad kind of let me watch it from time to time, but it, it was more just don't put a, t- a TV in a kid's room if you're trying to uh, control their content. Well, I, I think I think that their reasoning was like he already watched some of the episodes and he clearly likes the show because he keeps sneaking the DVDs. So fuck it. Let's just let him oh, keep. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And I totally understand that side. I'm just like trying to think of like where my parents mindset was. Trace, I'm kind of with you, though. I mean, I did the whole sneaking around thing, too. It's just my parents, even to this day, never really got into South Park. But we had a, D- a TiVo at the time. So I would wait for them to go to bed or like mm-hmm. nine thirty, half hour before it started. I would record it. Everybody goes to bed early in my house. I'd watch it and then like delete it within that hour. I did that every Wednesday night when I was on as a kid. And then. Right about right about age about 15, 16, when my parents were like, you know, you can, you're getting good grades. You can go out and hang out with your friends at that point. As long as yeah. I wasn't watching like porn or something, they didn't really care. You know, they're like, that's fine. Yeah. South Park's actually something that three of us, my dad, my mom and I all bond over. And um, it's actually like for some some families, it may be a little weird. But for us, like we just round quotes all the time. And it's it's awesome. I just I, – it sounds like me and Joe need to get invited to your Thanksgiving dinner because that sounds amazing. They'll just adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we're here back for another edition. This is Suck My Balls 87. Once again, Trace, thanks for joining us. This is South Park Review Season 6, Episode Number 5, the new Terrence and Philip movie trailer. Of course, this is uh, kind of an homage to their bigger, longer, uncut a movie that had the first movie, which was Asses of Fire 1, where they paid a homeless guy to get into the movie. And he's going to make an appearance here as well. But uh, to give you a synopsis in the backstory, the Terrence and Philip trailer, or the new Terrence and Philip movie trailer, I apologize, this is the fifth episode of season six, the 84th overall episode. First aired on April 3rd of 2002. 
All the kids in South Park are glued to the television with the anticipation to see the first trailer for the latest Terrence and Philip movie. Now, I never really got excited myself about a movie trailer other than maybe the new Star Wars stuff when it came out. But I did have these type of anticipation moments for games, right, where you're waiting to see the brand new trailer from E3. Or this was 2002, so this was kind of right at the early onset of Tech TV. I was watching that, uh, a.k.a. X-Play. Um, on their, on that channel itself. So I was getting into that hype as a kid into games and stuff like that. But Joe, did you ever experience where you were like so overly hyped for a movie trailer like this as a kid? No, I am pretty much actually the opposite. I try to go into things as virgin as possible. So like I'll avoid trailers, I'll avoid, I'll avoid spoiler articles, all kinds of things like that. Like, uh, the last, actually, all three of the Star Wars movies, uh, the new trilogy, I managed to not see a second of footage before getting into the movie. Spoken like a true wrestling fan, we've been burnt so much with surprises, we try not to get our hopes up. Uh, Trace, you've got a wrestle, you've got a, a movie podcast, or you're in the movies. So, do you have an example, maybe when you were a kid, or even doesn't have to be a kid, but do you have an example, maybe when you got hyped for a movie trailer? Um, yeah, as a kid, I can't really say that I was paying attention to like movie trailers and stuff, but you know, now over the last couple of years, I got my own YouTube channel, stuff like that. Um, it's part of my channel to pay attention to these trailers, but really the only trailer that I truly, like I was counting down the days was probably, uh, the trailer that I truly was like waiting for was infinity war and oh. Endgame. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Those were some awesome trailers and just what disney has done turning it into a huge universe taking marvel and translating that over you know a comic bird comic book nerd in me at times was like eh, what are you doing there but overall i think they do a, a pretty good job as far as translating the content over um so I, there. Um, now the start of this show episode starts off with the boys they got stan kyle cartman and our butters our replacement Kenny uh, stayed for the night as Stan at stands to see the new Terrence and Philip movie trailer, which will be shown during one of the commercial breaks of Russell Crowe's fighting round the world. So we're going to go to our first clip here, and this is them getting ready for the show. This is going to be so awesome. Do we have everything? Chips, pop cookies, Kleenex, toilet paper, flares. We won't have to leave the TV room for anything. All right. Look, it's almost time. Up next on HBC, the Russell Crowe show. All right, here we go. So, yes, the boys have now sat down. They're ready to watch this movie. Now, while watching the first minutes of the show, waiting for the commercial to air, their stand sister, Shelly, Shelly, um, takes the remote uh, from the boys in order to watch her favorite show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did you ever watch Buffy, Trace, growing up on the, the WB? No, never. <sighs> I was a big Sarah Michelle Gellar, Mark. How about you, Joe? I did not watch it. It was. So I really did. You're telling me I'm the only one here that watched Dawson's Creek and Buffy as a as a young adolescent male. I I avoided stuff on the WB because it looked schlocky and girly. Yeah, that's that's why you watch it so you have something to talk about with girls the next day, Joe. Yeah, well, this is why I was single until I got out of high school. Okay. Okay. All right, Trace. Did did you ever watch Dawson's Creek? one i was going to after high school okay <laughs> i don't want to wait for my life to be over anyway dawson's creek katie holmes was hot 
watch that when I was a kid. Plus the main guy, Pacey, I mean, he was fooling around with his teachers, French teacher. And as a high school boy who didn't have that, you know, fantasy. Uh, so while watching the first minutes of the show, waiting for the commercial airs, or what, you know, sister comes in, wants to watch Buffy. Stan tells Shelly that she loves Russell Crowe a lot, but even she agrees and states that one thing she loves more than Russell Crowe is seeing Stan unhappy, explaining why, of course, why she wants to watch Buffy. It's not the show we care about. During one of the commercial breaks of tonight's episode, they're going to show the exclusive never-before-seen trailer to the new Terrence and Phillip movie. It's the biggest night of the year. That's stupid. See your dirty trailer some other time. But all the other kids are going to watch it and talk about it in school tomorrow. No, Terrence. Jelly, did I ever tell you how hot I think you are? <laughs> Shut up, fat turd. I'm not a fat turd. I'm a stocky turd. We're not watching this. Come on. Look, I apologize. But Shelly, it's the Russell Crowe show. You always said there's nothing you love more than Russell Crowe. There is one thing I love more than Russell Crowe, and that is seeing you unhappy. So, Buffy it is. So I should explain, if the listeners are somebody who maybe hasn't watched this episode, and you might hear it in the background, the whole point of Russell Crowe's show is he's making movies, singing songs, fighting around the world. So he just ends up in different locations. Uh, he mocks fans who are like, oh, my God, it's Russell Crowe. Oh, my God, it's Russell Crowe. It's Kelly, you guy. And then proceeds to beat him up. And I've got some other clips in here that are a little long that I might play. Uh, But I've got the China clip, the TN China clip on here on the board, Joe. He's like, I'm in China. (laughs) Gotcha, you little bugger. Anyway. You're right, girl. You're right. (laughs) So (laughs) it's it's been a lot of famous fights here, including in 1993. (laughs) Nevertheless, Shelly does agree to let the boys watch the trailer, but only if they get her tampons. The boys decide on how to get the tampons, and they do so by playing the game of, if your name is Butters, you have to go. Of course, Butters is the loser, and he's going to have to be the one to go get tampons. Why'd you make that deal? If we're out buying tampons, we'll miss the trailer anyway. Yeah. Well, only one of us has to go to the store. The others can watch. You'd miss the new trailer? Dude, I'm not going. All right, we'll have to play for it. How about, if your name is Butters, you have to go. Okay, so what's your name? Stan. Stan, okay, what's your name? Kyle. Uh, what's your name? Butters. Ah, uh, I lose, huh? Oh, yeah, Butters, you lose. Sorry, tough break. But just hurry, Butters. You can probably make it back in time before the first commercial break. Oh, Jesus. I gotta run like the wind. Fine. Dude, thank God for stupid people. Amen. <laughs> Carmen. He's just so manipulative, and it's just so... It's so beautiful the way he implements it on Butters and how Butters is like, oh, man, I lose. <laughs> I got to run like the wind. Right? He's just such an innocent kid. And we'll get into it. He's uh, so pure. He is. And we'll get into it just in a little bit here. But this episode, I feel like, you know, Butters kind of messes him. He kind of Fs himself up, fucks himself up with this episode, you know, and in, in regards to being a friend. You never let your friends down. In a big situation. And unfortunately, in, in this episode, Butters is going to let the boys down as he has an unoccupied home, which we'll get to in just a moment. Yeah, my man. Yeah, I'll get into it when we get to the end of the episode, though, because like you said, my man had golden opportunity for goddamn in school. Nope. The boys leave the house along with Butters, who happens to arrive with tampons just as they're about to leave. And that's going to be theme here in this episode is that Butters is constantly running around throughout the episode with this pack of tampons. So they leave to go watch it at Kyle's house. Now they arrive at Kyle's house. Ike is watching the McNeil Lair report and they kick him off the television. 
They get so they get there before right before the first commercial break. Now, while watching Russell Crowe travel Tiananmen Square, China, and beat up some random Chinese people, the boys are forced to end up going elsewhere as Kyle's father, Gerald, breaks it up and says that you know that every night or every week this is Ike's time to watch the McNeil Lair Report News Hour. So the boys, uh, you know, they ask Butters if they can go there. He says no. So they end up uh, realizing that Chef just got a brand new TV, so they're going to go to his house. But before doing that, we're going to recap here what happens at the Brofalowski's. Kyle, Ike says you kicked him off the TV. They're going to show the new Chance and Phillip trailer. You know your brother watches McNeil Lair Report every night at 10. It has a bunny rubber on the night. But Dad, this is all the never-before-seen footage. It doesn't matter. 10 to 11 is Ike's time to watch McNeil Lair. God damn it. Come on, guys. We got to go to Butter's house. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wait, fellas. We can't go to my house. We can't go to my house either. It's being fumigated. Ah! Wait, Chef just got a new plasma screen TV with surround sound. Let's go to his house. Come on. Joe just sent me a message. You pointed out to me. I skipped a clip. So you are right. Um, in this matter, in the matter of the clip itself, I'm sorry, prior to that, but while they're out, Cartman thinks the television color is saturated, which is, this is what leads to this. So that Cartman accidentally blows up the TV. What's wrong with the colors on your TV, Stan? They're all saturated. They look fine to me. Just don't mess with it, Cartman. No, no, the cable wire must be loose. J- just leave it alone. Dude, do you want to see the Terrence and Phillip trailer with messed up colors? I don't. How's that? That's worse. Okay, how about that? So, yes, the... Dude, God damn it, Cartman, you broke it! It was just... I just... Butters, you asshole! <laughs> butters isn't even there. And it's Butters, you asshole. That's the best. Trace, have you ever exploded a television or any piece of electronic? I can't say that I have, but it's just so stupid and funny that he just barely touches it and it just explodes. Yeah, I think that's funny, too, because I remember and this could maybe just make me showing my age. I remember back in the day, Joe, my parents did not want me touching the cable. So I don't know if that was just the stigma back then. If you mess with the wires, you know, maybe coming from the rabbit ear time frame that if you mess with shit it's gonna mess with the picture am i am i reading that i think i think that might be the stigma yeah okay because that was what i was picking up on you don't you don't touch the television because you don't want to mess it up you know so well as i mentioned there boys tried to watch it at kyle's house got kicked out so now they make their way over to chefs just in time to watch the first commercial break okay you got it you got it Freaking Indies, they put up a fight. We made it. Oh, thank God. Russell Crowe? Sheridan, you shouldn't be watching a show about a man who beats people up because he's insecure. We don't give two craps about Russell Crowe, Chef. We just want to see the trailer for the new Terrence and Phillip movie that's supposed to play during the commercials. All right, everyone. We're going to take our first commercial break. But be sure not to go anywhere because there's lots more people to beat up. Here they come. The commercials. So like with anything, uh, you know, they, they went to commercial break. And uh, I, I do find it interesting that we are reviewing an episode where the focus is on television and commercials. As that is my job field where I watch and manage commercials uh, breaks on a nightly basis. So uh, in this episode, they definitely satirize the fact that television companies will uh, use their current content or programming to advertise trailers and other potential upcoming content. Oh. And they do so by delaying it. They ne- they're never going to show you in the first commercial break. And, you know, they never showed me the preview to Stone Cold Steve Austin on Nash Bridges during the first Raw commercial break. It was always the last Raw commercial break to make you watch after the overrun. 
Well, yeah, and like they do this with the NBA Finals almost every year, where it's like watch the new Star Wars or whatever movie Disney is popping out that summer. Watch the new trailer during the third quarter of Game Three of the NBA Finals. Interesting. I didn't know they still did that. Shout out to uh, <clears throat> Emergency Awesome. I watched for all my reviews and previews. Uh, Trace, uh, you know, big sports fan at all? Did you do? You, I mean, do you happen to catch any of these? You said you watched your big fan of the Avengers and stuff like that. So it kind of plays into what he was saying there. Did you do you ever watch sports events just for trailers or do you just like I'll just wait for the game to be over and watch it? Uh, no, sometimes I will watch just for the trailers. Yeah. I mean, like, even if it's like a team, I don't care um because he joe's right they absolutely do do that during like big basketball games and especially like football and stuff like that so yeah he's totally right about that yeah i know they did it during the super bowl that's really the only thing i can think of big sporting event i may have watched in the last year or so um in which they've advertised no, they, they do it for uh ufc basketball stuff like that oh, okay well, that's good to know now and now i know just to tell people hey if you want to catch a new movie trailer just watch a sporting event um, to their disappointment, the boys, uh, the trailer's not shown, as we mentioned there. It's going to be wait, pushed to the last commercial break. So during the break, now while continuing to watch Russell Crowe beat up African-Americans and Puerto Ricans from New York this time, Jeff tries to show the boys the features of his television. Now he explains that he has, his television has the ability to play three channels at the same time, which picture and picture and picture, that does sound pretty awesome. Now we're sounding like we're on a board, we're on a switcher board. Okay. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. I remember... When Xbox uh, One came out, so I used to do testing, hardware testing for a company called Volt and they uh, in Washington, and they are contracted through Xbox. And I remember when Xbox One came out and I had my Xbox, they had this feature called Snap, where it allowed you to do picture in picture. So you could do, you could bring up like your internet browser, have a guide, but also have your video game scream up at the same time. Or when I was heavily into sports, you know, I put on maybe like ESPN or ESPN radio on one channel, and then I'd have the game going on the other. And as I became a tester, unfortunately, they they phased it out for whatever reason due to space or I blame I blame Twitch for this because before Twitch got popular, this was working fine. So I blame Twitch. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, uh, but picture in picture and <laughs> picture would be awesome. Uh, unfortunately, he cannot quite figure out how to work the remote that being shipped. Ends up inadvertently activating a mode called HEM, Human Eradication Mode. And the television turns into an ED-209 like machine um, from Robocop. This is the second time I've seen ED-209, by the way. No, that's not it. Let's see. Menu, function. Dude, put it back, Chef. More commercials might come on soon. Let's see. Menu. Oh, damn it. Get it back to normal, Chef. I'm trying, children. Menu, back, function, enter, no, no, back, H-E-M. Human eradication mode active. Now, I didn't, oh, God damn it. Now, I didn't clip the end of this, but after he says, God damn it, and they run away. Then you just see Ed 209 in the background still, like taking out people and killing people. And that's all he's doing this whole episode is murdering people in the background. So I just thought that was funny. So Well, Chef follows it on the phone with customer support. You said I hit menu and then function and then okay. Oh, oh wait. I can set the time from the remote? Well, yeah, tell me how to do that. Turn o'clock? Tell me how to do that. Well, yeah, tell me how to do that. <laughs> 
This is the second time where the boys are in a situation. Now, they had to call the Worcestershire sauce hotline, but that was technically, you know, uh, that involved Chef. And this is now the second time where Chef, now he has to deal with the customer service. Now, Trace, on our podcast, we want to let you know that at the time of the Halloween episode, myself and Scoop, we did call the Worcestershire sauce number that was listed on the episode. And when we called, it linked to an actual medical facility. And they were like, hello, welcome to a medical facility. And we hung out. We were like, really? oh, shit, it's a real number. <laughs> it was like the number for the poison hotline or something like that. I was like, oh, this is a real number. Good on them. Um, this isn't the first time they've done that where they've given out real numbers and we've called. Except there was something a couple months ago. We were like, man, we should have called that phone number. And we, we didn't call it. I don't, I don't remember what the episode was. Yeah, and one of my boys who listens, like I saw him a couple weeks after right. that. He's like, "Why didn't you guys call?" Like, <laughs> we sorry, sorry, we were inebriated. Uh, so after Russell Crowe uh, beats up his show editor in the next scene for cutting one of his fight scenes short, the barkeeper kicks the boys out of the bar since no children are around. And this is because after the television crash, the boys are like, well, "Where are we going to go? We can go to the bar." So they go to Skeeter's. Uh, however, you know, the barkeeper's like, you guys are kids. You can't be in here. And Kyle's like, how dare you, sir? We are midgets. Uh, and, you know, he threatens them with discrimination and prejudice. prejudice. But bartender knows better because he says, uh, your lips are too full. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm the editor. I know you're the blooming editor. I mean, who do you think you are cutting one of my fighting scenes short? Dude, the director said to cut it. My fighting is poetry. You don't edit Russell Crowe's poetry, you testicle. Well, that guy's just plain nuts. Hey, 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 whoa, you kids can't be in here. We're not kids. We're full-grown men with dwarfism. How dare you assume that all midgets are children? We demand an apology. You ain't midgets. Your lips are too full. (laughs) You ain't midgets. Your lips are too full. Hey, what are you doing? Go ahead. Doesn't Cartman say Butters will give hand jobs in the bathroom? He does. I have that clip here. Let me see. Do I have it? Uh, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe. Oh, my God. Yeah, here we go. Look, this is a bar. We can't have children in here. People come here for debauchery and sin. Butters will give hand jobs in the corner for a dollar. Sure. I'm good at all kinds of jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Call out. I'm glad I clipped that too because I knew that might come up later. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Butters will give hand jobs in the corner for a dollar. Uh, I'm good at all types of things. Fucking Butters always, uh, always you know, willing to step up to the plate. Uh, old Butters always trying to be a pleaser. Always trying to be a pleaser. Old Butters here is good at opening his mouth. Here I am. Uh, so the boys arrive now because, uh, chefs, as we mentioned, is still following around the television and the bar kicked him out as you heard. So while chef is talking to the robot, uh, via customer service hotline to stop it, the boys eventually decide, let's go to the old folks home. Let's go to the shady acres retirement home and watch the Russell Crowe show. Not caring, of course, that the old people are using the TV. So from there, after watching Russell Crowe sing a song, which results in his tugboat friend, Tugger, and attempting suicide uh, the second commercial break comes on and south park itself in the episode ends up taking another real commercial break this show is too violent wait is that it yeah that's it yep 
This show's too violent. Put the puppies back on. Shut up! Shut the hell up! We're watching this until the next commercial, and that's final, old people. All right, that does it. We know how to get our way. Everyone, on the count of three, release your bowels. One, two... Ah! Oh, God, it's horrible! That's disgusting, dude! God, I hate old people! <laughs> oh, God. Carmen, God, I hate old people. Back to back episodes with Cartman, because in the last episode we had the hippies. So, and of course, we all know Cartman hates hippies. Um, but in this episode, now he's he's got to deal with the old people. I, you know, I just kind of end up feeling bad for Cartman. They're you know really putting it, laying it on thick. You know, with, with all the people he hates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what what do you? And Russell Crowe's song that drives Tugger to attempted suicide is just hilarious. You know that you're my baby, 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 baby. How long is this commercial break going to be? What if they don't show the Terrence and Philip trailer at all? Anyway, uh, so second, I, I did skip a clip here. I want to go back. There was right before the second commercial break. So I'm supposed to press menu, then function, then enter. So that was, uh, of course, Chef walking around. But yes, you're right. Then Tugger in the next scene, he and I have the song here clipped. It's just a little long. I didn't want to play all of it. But uh, they have the commi- committing of suicide here. It happens later on afterwards, so it happens after the episode, so or after later on in the episode. I'm sorry, but yes, C- C- Tugger commits suicide, uh, therefore sending uh, Russell Crowe into a tailspin. Unfortunately, so having nowhere else to go now, the boys go to Cartman's house instead to watch the Russell Crowe show. Even though Cartman's house is being fumigated, however, the gas ends up proving to be too strong, and they leave Cartman for Stan's house to use the black and white television. There's a problem though. Um, as, as we mentioned, because, uh, they get back to Stan's house and they realize Butters goes, holy crap, I've had Shelly's tampons the whole time. And, uh, due to that, as soon as Stan turns the front door, the door flies open and a torrent of blood gushes through the door, flooding the boys back into the street. Oh God, oh God, oh Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus. Wait, what? I never gave Shelly her tampons. She's been this whole time without them. I told you I needed tampons, Turrets! So as you heard there, I totally needed those tampons, Turrets. Um, Trace, I apologize if this is disgusting, but have you ever experienced a situation where you, know, you had to deal with this? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't grow up living with my older sister. So okay. No. All right. So I know, Joe, you grew what about up. You? No, I, my sister was nine or there were nine years apart. So by the time she would have been going through that, I would have been in my twenties and wouldn't have been around that. Joe, you grew up around some chicks. Did you ever have to go through this? No, <clears throat> no, I didn't. Okay. I uh, I had to make a late night Walgreens run one time because someone's uh, my ex's started and she was not prepared. But that that's that's about it. Uh, okay, one second. I want to see what I have on the board. What is this? Hey, the <laughs> 
<laughs> oh wait, that's the same clip. I'm sorry. What is what? What clip is this? Oh my God! It's Russell Crowe. Oh my God! It's Russell Crowe. Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you mind your own business, you scrowdo? <laughs> making movies, making songs, and flying around the world. Guess I just clipped that just to keep that on the board. Um. Anyway, I thought I had clipped the whole. Gotta work for your baby. I was gonna play that Russell Crowe song. I thought I, I thought I had it here. Uh, apparently, I don't know where I put it. Um, okay, so moving on now. After the boys uh, give Shelly the tampons or drop the tampons off, we can't really give it to her after they exploded all over the street. With all the other options possible, they seem they see some crack addicts now on the street with a small TV and join them to watch the Russell Crowe beating up a man with cancer, since he himself cannot find cancer, so he's going to beat up a guy who has cancer, which is kind of funny. Uh, from there, uh, the man, the, the man, of course, is real thin, hooked up to an IV on, or an oxygen tank. Uh, the show is interrupted by Chef's TV destroying the tiny TV and killing one of the crack addicts. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, one of those crack addicts was actually the same crack addict who bought the boys the movie tickets for the original South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Of course, Chef is falling and is still talking to the customer service uh, location. Well, we couldn't find cancer, but we found a man with cancer. <laughs> Take that, cancer! And that! The last commercial break has to be coming any second! Yes, I pressed menu three times. No, it's giving me the same error message. Yes, I read the instruction manual. All right, so after that, the boys are now lost with nowhere else to go. And with the last commercial break to be shown in seconds from then... They ask Butters one more time, Butters, why can't we go to your house? And Butters finally explains, oh, my parents are home and I don't have a babysitter, which is why I'm staying over at Stan's house. Of course, the others are now pissed with even Stan saying we can kill Butters later. Uh, and this at this point, we'll, and we'll talk about it more here in the trivia, the pop culture. But this is definitely the pivotal point of Butters where he fucks himself up in the group. And there's a reason why he's going to lose his spot. But let's go to that clip here. Where do we go? Oh, Jesus, now where do we go? We've tried everywhere. Butters, are you absolutely sure we can't go to your house? I'm sure. There's no way. Why not? Well, because my parents are out of town and I don't have a babysitter. <laughs> oh, God damn it! you better be kidding. No, I really don't have a babysitter. That's why I'm staying at stands. This whole time your TV is in a house with nobody in it? Come on, let's just go. We'll kill Butters later. <laughs> Trace, as a kid growing up, did you ever have any friends? Or were you that one friend that would have been like, would have pulled the butters here? <laughs> uh, maybe by accident. By accident, okay. <laughs> yeah. I never personally had any friends I can think of off the top of my head that was this gullible right now. Or not, I wouldn't say gullible, but naive enough to think, well... I've got a whole house to myself and my parents aren't here. Why don't we just go back to my house? Also, I, I want to, even though they do blame Butters, Joe, is it not fair to put the onus back on Stan a little bit too? You know Butters is staying at your house. Right, right. Some of that is on Stan, but like Butters at the same time knew his parents were leaving town weeks in advance. He could have started planning all kinds of stuff to do while his parents were out of town. He knows he's going to get grounded for looking at them the wrong way anyway. Might as well just like go for the gusto. And they already kind of went through 
the <clears throat> premise of getting rid of their parents, just kick those old records off the shelf, right? When they when they said the molested word and the M word and all the parents got banned. So we've already gone through that episode. The kids have gone through an experience, but they haven't had parents for a specific amount of time. They know how to survive. So yeah, I, but it is Butters. So I guess we can't really expect Butters to plan anything devious, which is why I say, I think a little bit of the onus does go back on Stan. Stan should have been like, wait a minute, Butters, your parents are out of town. We're going to your house. You know what I mean? Right. But maybe that's just me. I would have, I would have been the character of that Stan. Like what the fuck? Why can't you? No, we're going to your house. Shut up. We're going right now. Um, they get the butters just in time to view the last commercial break and the new Fer- Terrence and movie trailer finally airs. Jesus Christ, how long is this commercial break going to be? What if they don't show the Terrence and Phil trailer at all? What if we went through all this for nothing? They have to show it. They promised they would. You guys, calm down. This is what TV shows always do. They make the last commercial break the longest. That's bullcrap. TV shows are gay. Wait a minute. Look. The following preview is... This is it. This is it. Coming this summer, the greatest Canadian duo of all time is back. So I don't have the whole clip there because then it just turns into what you would hear. is just sound effects of text flying across the screen. This summer, Terrence and Philip will, words will fly at the screen really fast. And then it ends with them farting. And then it just goes, ass is a fire too. And then the boys freak out. So, of course... as I mentioned, the, the trailer turns out to be incredibly vague teaser consisting of nothing but ambiguous text and a shot of two farting of the two farting while dressed as cowboys. This does not stop the boys from becoming static, having seen it happy and satisfied. Now the boys are, uh, find out that they can actually go to Clyde's house to see the tree, see the trailer whenever they want as he taped it. is june yes a very vague trailer i have now this does piss me off sometimes when movie trailers do this like the new spider-man trailer that came out with the last year i'm like that's not really a trailer you're not really giving me anything these are teasers tired of these teasers even the full trailer trace i want the full trailer stop teasing me what's the point of teasing me so you're teasing me to watch your trailer so i can watch the trailer to watch the movie exactly it's a marketing tool yeah all right it's a lot of redundancy what it is all right and i'm a little resentful that they said television sucked that's my job no i get what they're saying commercials do suck actually i a lot of time i mean commercials pay for my bills so thank you commercials uh but yes as a viewer when you're sitting there watching it it does suck Uh, now the boys end up wrapping up the episode uh as they leave the russell crowe show the russell crowe show is being still being shown on television as russell crowe wraps up his song and i have the outro song that's how we're going to end the episode today but Chef TV is still on the rampage as the episode ends. So I'm supposed to press menu, then function, then enter. So yeah, there you go. So that's going to do it, guys, for another edition of the Suck My Balls recap. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors, and then we'll go over our trivia and our pop culture. So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, the Baked Boys Club. BigBoysClub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Light back. How you doing, dude? I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, just chilling. You know? 
Big Boys yeah. Club. Man, I mean, I went, they've got some sick ass merch, dude. Like hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, two shirt. I'm jealous. And the sticker. Like all with the. Using our coupon, it brought it down to 47, baby. Oh my God. Go to suck my balls pod code if you enter that in at bigboysclub.com. Put that in there. Coupon code is what I was going to say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little date. We want you to be baked with us. Join the club. Go to bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The lifestyle. Hey, light. <laughs> you make <laughs> stupid. Okay, seriously, what? I know. Is this it? How would you like me to sing one of the songs off me new yeah, album? There it is, Joe. Mm. 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 you say you really love I'll the songs on my album? Mm. All right then, Tega. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know that you're my baby. You know I need you now. I gotta get there somehow. Somehow. Once again, shout out to our sponsor, thebakedboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 15% off of your order. The Baked Boys, not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Also, shout out to our host, Hami Media Group, Rat Salad Review, and the R&R Pod Network. While we don't have Scoop here, might as well make the quick announcement just so you guys know, as of episode 100, we are going exclusive on our own feeds. We thank Omni Meeting Group, Rat Salary, and the R&R Pod Network for hosting us. But, uh, you know, we get enough downloads now on our own feed to support our own self. And the ad revenue pays for the space, too. So I know you guys actually download and listen to the show. It's crazy. So thank you for downloading and listening to the show because now we don't have to pay for the space to host the show. You guys just listen to it and ad rev pays for itself. So we sincerely appreciate you listening, sharing and telling your friends and family about the show. And if you're in the professional wrestling business, we know you listen to the show too. So shout out to you as well. Um, but we're going to get into some of our trivia. Joe, why don't you read us some of our trivia? And uh, we'll take a little bit, uh, you know, line by line here, just in case we, our guest wants to jump in. But why don't you start? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, of course, since Kenny's dead right now, he didn't have much, if anything, to say. He said nothing. Um, this is the final episode to feature Butters as Kenny's replacement before being replaced with Tweak in the following episode, Professor Chaos. Can't stay here, but you got to get the fudge out. <laughs> get the fudge out. The fudge Um, go ahead, sir. That's cool. Um, the metal attached to Russell Crowe's chest is most likely a reference to his grandfather's OBE decoration that Crowe wore to the 2001 Academy Awards. Trace, you're a big film movie film guy. Was Russell Crowe, does he come from a family of actors and stuff like that? Film majors, stars, you know? That, that I actually don't know. I'm not sure. So good. Just figured I uh, figured I'd ask. I know that a lot of these Hollywood families, right? They kind of kind of just stays in the family. One actor ends up being the son or daughter, vice versa. 
So I didn't know. And since the tribute factoid was there, I didn't know he, if his father was going He to. actually, I just Googled it. His grandfather got the MBE for cinematography documenting World War II footage. There you go. So his oh, grandfather oh. was a producer, director, kind of like us in that sense. So it'd be like us doing movies and then having kids and they become more famous than we. Um, when one of Russell's fight scenes is cut short, he confronts and beats up the editor. This is a reference to when he was partly cut out of the 2002 BAFTA Awards, which is the British Alliance for Film and Television, if I recall, and went on to accost the show's producer because of it. The part that was cut out was a poem he read and then screaming at the editor that fighting is my poetry. No one edits my poetry. <laughs> I want to say like uh, he got a lot of backlash for this for many years, right? Like he just wasn't cast in a lot of movies um, because of how he acted on set, right? Yeah, he got some backlash for this. He got the backlash for beating up fans and getting drunk and stuff. Like, it's just about everything they parodied the man on in this episode. He's making movies, singing songs, fighting around yeah, the world. Fighting around the world. Um, some, something I got to give him, though, is he did take this episode like a good sport. If you go back and watch like old interviews on YouTube of people referencing this, um he he says that he took this as a learning lesson like the episode making fun of him yeah he he was yeah he actually did take it in stride which is good for him so trace you know can you on the podcast here our ultimate goal is to either get matt and trey to come on the show or them to make fun of us and kill us off so if they made fun of us, we would be that the podcast would probably it would be done. I'd be like, well, podcast is over. We got <laughs> they made fun of us. We could stop doing this show now. Uh, that is my my I even have a pitch for the idea. So, if, you know, if you want to if you want to pitch this idea, and you come across them. I don't care as long as we end up in the episode. But the idea I have for the episode, it's relevant. Cartman starts his own podcast. It's, you know, it's like the suck my balls South Park podcast. But there's already a podcast in town. So he's got to kill off the people. To take over. So that, that's where we would come in. We'd be the guys in the beginning, and then Cartman would kill us off. We could even be no names. They could just be making fun of us for doing podcasts, and they just they kill us off. That's that's my ultimate goal. That'd be awesome. I know, right? But the only other option, the, or the third option, is a, is a route none of us really want to take. But, and I don't, I don't think we can take it now because we're 87 episodes in, so it wouldn't be realistic. But the third option would be to like be like anti-South Park. You know how South Park always makes fun of people that hate them? So like that would be the third option, would be to pretend to hate South Park so they could get us on, make fun of us, kill us off, and then we can go on Twitter afterwards and be like, yo, this was our total plan. Like we, we wanted to get on the show. You know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> but 87 episodes in, I don't think you can take it seriously that we don't like the show. I don't, I don't think that, that – yeah, so I, I think that boat left the pier. It did. It traveled to China for sure. Yeah. Um, this is one of only two episodes to be shown in real time. The other being the snook from season eleven, which parodies twenty four. In Australia, the United this Kingdom. Is, this is apple juice. It makes me part. <laughs> It makes an extreme net violent nasty effect. Oh my god, yeah. 
in Australia, the United Kingdom, and possibly some other countries, the episode was cut with fewer ad breaks, meaning they were not synchronized with the ad breaks in fighting around the world. Uh, which kind of ruins part of the appeal of the episode with how like meta it was. Yeah, that would be weird. That'd be like me running an episode of like, let's say Seinfeld and then them in the middle of the song of the them cutting to break or something without actually, I'd be like, what, what's going on? That does freak me out sometimes because like I have run shows like that in the middle of the night where they don't take a normal commercial break and then they'll come back and you're like, oh, I guess that would have been a commercial break right there. So, right. In Red Dead Redemption, there is an achievement or trophy, depending on your console of choice, called Fighting Around the World, which is a reference to the Russell Crowe show and joke. A game I have still yet to play. Mm hmm. In the scenes where the kids are running between houses, every house on the block has the number 2001. This includes Stan's house. The only one that isn't numbered 2001 in the whole episode is Chef's. And yeah, I was going to call this out too, but I'm glad that uh, someone else called it out when putting the format together. In Russell Crowe found fighting around the world crow says that the tiananmen square massacre happened in 1993 when it actually occurred in 1989 this is tiananmen square lots of good fighting has gone on here throughout the years including a fantastic massacre that took place back in 93 these chinamen can grow to over five feet tall and in a fight I'm known to kick with their legs. Let's see if we can get in for a closer look. Oi! I've gotten close enough now that they're starting to get real frightened. You can see the fine hairs on the back of their necks standing on end. Gotcha, mate! Oh, you want a fight, huh? <laughs> Think you can take me, you little buggers? Oh. I just like how they badly imitate the Chinese here. Oh, bring shit. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> yeah. I love how he just like kills him with one punch. <laughs> he keeps bringing around an artificial ficus to hide behind. <laughs> That's right. That's the so He does it here. And then later with the Puerto Ricans and the Mexicans or the, the Mexicans. Yeah. Or the blacks. They're Puerto Ricans and uh, African Americans. Right. Yes. He, the, he has the tree and he pops up on the basketball court. Hey, man, isn't that, isn't that Russell Crowe from that? Isn't that Gladiator guy? Oh my God! Oh my God! It's a Gladiator guy! Oh my God! All right, so that's your trivia here. Let me wrap up some of your pop culture and continuity. The scene where Russell Crowe is driving a boat is similar to the scene in the cartoon Steamboat Willie. Mickey Mouse appears for the very first time. As we mentioned, Chef's TV transforms into robots, similar to Ed 209 from the RoboCop franchise. And that's, that's also the second time we've seen Ed 209, as we saw him in the um, the Corn Halloween special. Yeah, um, where uh, Kenny's costume still loses. That's right. The song yeah, which They Russell, really love them some RoboCop. They do. The song which Russell Crowe sings his tugboat is a parody of a 30-odd foot of grunt song, Things Have Got to Change. And the theme song for Russell Crowe's show is a parody of the Lumberjack song by Monty Python. 
And then, as I mentioned here, some continuity. The homeless man that was killed by the TV robot is, of course, the same homeless man who bought them the tickets for South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. This movie is rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. Are you sure you want to let your kids see this movie? Hey, he says this movie's uh, rated R and you shouldn't watch it. Look, Mr. Homeless Man. Listen, old man. Listen, Mr. Homeless Man. If you don't want to get your money and you don't want to get paid for booze and you don't want to get drunk... Not get drunk. Six tickets, please. Six, Six tickets, please. <laughs> uh, the kids go to the retirement home. The old people are watching puppies from around the world. This is actually the same show that was shown in the previous episode of Fun with Veal. Um, and it's this is the all- same show that Clyde uses. To uh, no, actually, Clyde, I was going to say it's similar to Clyde's close up angle, close up angle with a wide angle or close up shots with a wide angle lens. So it's a little bit different. Uh, which we'll find out in super and sexy action, super school news. Uh, this is the second time the boys are kicked out of Skeeter's bar and cocktails. The first time was in sexual harassment. Panda. Um, I already mentioned about Corn's groovy pirate ghost mystery. And then the last thing, Terrence and Phillips' new movie is the sequel, as we mentioned, to the film that made in South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. So that's your trivia, pop culture, and continuity. Trace, we'll start with you. What did you really like about this episode? What's some of your top moments in this episode? Um, some of my top moments are pr- probably my favorite moment, and we already went over this, was the TV exploding and Cartman blaming it on Butters. That one, no matter how many times I watch that scene, I'll always laugh. Um, another scene that I really enjoy is, you know, Chef running around in the back with all the chaos happening while he's on the phone. Some- Something that, I, I don't know, probably like the tampon scene that I don't really know that needed to be in there but i mean it's still pretty pretty funny but compared to the rest of the episode it kind of was one of the weaker parts okay nice thanks for giving us your top light there uh we probably gonna have a lot of similar top likes joe which i I can tell because i you didn't write much down uh but the first thing is cartman exhausted during every run sequence which you kind of heard there kind of clipped a little bit but every time cartman runs between the two houses oh my god oh my god drop my donut no donut left behind so uh, I thought that was hysterical that the boys are all running like frantically, but you just always end up seeing Cartman in the background struggling to get there. Uh, of course, Cartman hating old people. Anytime Cartman bashes on a group of people, while it may be anti-Semitism, bigotry, it's hysterical because it's just not something I or most people that I hang out with would make commentary on. So it's funny. Uh, of course, uh, Chef's TV causing a rampage, it never getting solved. I just thought that was kind of funny that by the end of the episode, you still hear Chef Menu. Function, then enter. I thought it was funny being a master control operator, just a commentary on television commercial breaks itself. As someone who works in a television station five nights a week, who will be back on it tonight running the Texas stations. I deal with commercials on a nightly basis. Um, Of course, Russell Crowe, all of it, everything from his fighting, his singing, the different locations of being in Tiananmen Square to being in New York, to the tugboat killing himself, everything about Russell the whole part of that, the Russell Crowe element of it, really felt to me like it was a parody of the PBS shows or like the Jack Hanna shows from like Saturday mornings at like 6 a.m. on NBC or something. Well, hi, kids. Today we're going to go. You just have to bring up Jack Hanna, the show that I have to fucking prepare and watch every weekend. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> TV, I love you. TV exploding. You wrote that down, uh, Trace. We already mentioned that. And then, Joe, the one thing you did write it down, what would you like here? 
Yeah, it was just chef with customer service the whole time because, like you said, we had a lot of the uh, same likes. Although you went with the whole Cartman being exhausted every run, I was going to go with the specific one where he drops the tea, the donut. Oh no, donut! <laughs> and turns around. But uh, like Chef just like perfectly exemplifying almost anyone's experience with customer service uh, over the phone at one point or another was great. Like, yes, I did that. And then they bring up something that has nothing to do with like the function you're trying to fix at the time. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Tell me about that later. Can upgrade your phone? Oh really? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, Trace, you and I pretty much had the same thing. I did not like the period scene either. I didn't think it was kind of necessary. I mean, it was funny, and I get it, it. It it did have some connection into the episode, but in the whole arc of the show, it really didn't have a, a place, if you will. I mean, it was it was, was kind of nasty. I guess. So I, I I agree with you there. Um, and then the last thing I wrote down was butters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but the last thing I wrote down was butters. Uh, I mean, while I didn't like it, I didn't like the fact that butters didn't. Show up for his friends. He didn't tell him the you know he had a house that they could go watch the show at because ultimately he gets himself kicked out of the group of friends. This is the last straw. You know they already hated Butters from prior before. You know the uh, the freak strike. You know they robbed him of Cartman's prize. You know they went to Aspen and you know they fucked with him there in Aspen. That's that's why they cut Aspen. So like Butters dropped the ball here, Joe. Uh- I think that might be Butter's naivety and fear of God of his parents, though, too. And just like because he very rarely ever, if ever, does any at this point, does anything to go against his parents wishes or anything like that. And he like they've got a very good job of uh, putting fear of God into their child. So maybe it was just kind of the programming or whatever that is said is in from them. We're going to find out later though. He's ungroundable. Okay. So that's no excuse. Yes. Butters. Per se. Per se. Per se. Per se. So that's the episode. Trace, uh, give us your thoughts, your wrap. But what is, what is it that you like about, I mean, this, what do you, as a whole, what do you think about this episode? As a whole, I think that this episode is kind of underrated. Um, you know, I, I think that, I put this in the top 10 episodes of all time. Definitely, I would say in the top 50. And it's one that I go back frequently and rewatch because, you know, even there's a couple scenes we don't like. Overall, it is a very funny episode. And man, you either get the joke or you don't. I would agree. I would I would have to agree with that statement as well. Uh, it, in my top 100 as well, probably one of my top 100 episodes or maybe top 50 with you there. The songs are catchy, making movies, singing songs, fighting around the world. I probably say that at least once a month to myself. Making movies, singing songs, fighting around the world. I know Joe probably sings that to himself. Making shows. Oh, yeah, totally. Making movies, making songs, making wrestling, making songs, and fighting around the world. But, um, yeah, it's... did I say it's, you could tell us? No, I'm just saying. Go ahead, no. Joe. Is this in your I'm top? Sorry. It's probably – it's in my top 50 to 75. It's one of those episodes that you would probably have to have had <clears throat> been around 
at that time to understand some of the jokes they're making at Russell's expense with him, you know, with the whole BAFTA awards, you don't cut off my poetry and stuff like that. Um, but it, it, even then, even if you don't know who Russell Crowe is, it stands alone enough on its own with the comedy and everything that it still holds up. But well, let me interject. Yeah. It did stand alone before the Suck My Balls podcast came. So if you know you were born in the last 15 years and you have no idea, 15, 20 years, you have no idea what this any of that information on the episode happened, you have us where we'll be your tour guide through the annals of retro history as we continue to age and get closer to death. That being said, what a way to end the podcast. Joe, what's going on in the world of Joe? Do you have any fun stuff coming up here in in your fancy life you got going on? Um, August 28th, Boulder, Colorado, Boulder Taco Fest. We'll be doing some Lucha Libre matches. I'll be cracking some jokes, all kinds of fun stuff like that. August 29th, we will have the protagonist at um the watering bowl in denver colorado aew's rising will be in the house that was a pretty good get um and uh yeah uh september is going to be busy but i'll tell you more about september when we get closer trace it has been an awesome privilege to have another guest another friend to join the show plug us tell us all where they can find you what are you doing any current projects you have coming up in the future well First of all, thank you for having me on. It was a blast. Every Sunday, I have a new episode of the Only Film Fans podcast. Well, okay. YouTube and on all podcast platforms. And along with my own YouTube channel, Pierce Productions, where I have movie reviews coming out every week. Awesome. So if they want to just find you on YouTube, just youtube.com slash Pierce Productions? Correct. All right. Sounds good. Do you have a Twitter or social media and you want to plug that you, they can follow you there? Like maybe put out an update. Hey, we're going to be doing this movie or something like that. On Facebook, also under uh, Pierce Productions. There you go. Awesome. And of course, you guys, I'm your host on the scene where the area is clean and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. MSG. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer each and every week. I also host. Uh, well, I did. I guess I should just, should I just, I guess I just should announce it here. You guys, if you're listening to this podcast, the news has already come out. I'm going to be leaving Homie Media Group. I've been with Homie Media Group for four years, producing content and podcasts and whatnot. And I, it's been a special role for myself to grow as an individual podcast and producer, helped getting this platform, Homie Media Group, to close to 3 million downloads. But as they venture forth in the, uh, I guess you might say, uh, merging under the Realm Network, it is time for me to spread my wings. And make our own content. There's a lot of stuff that me and Joe that we don't have time to do during the week that, ha- that involves South Park. So this is going to also free up other time and other content creation. I'm sure I'm going to be bothering Trace. Be like, hey, you want to do a top 10 video or something like that with me? So I'm sure we'll have to link up in the future because it's something that we we know that nobody wants to sit on YouTube and watch a 60-minute YouTube video. Even though we have subscribers, we get better on the downloads of the podcast. So we know that we got to get better on creating better micro content on YouTube so that way people will watch the full podcast. So that will be coming in the next couple of months here as uh, we get everything aligned as well as we've got a brand, we got a something special planned for the 100th episode without giving it away. The guests we're hoping by then, because we are in Denver and the CDC says we do not have high rates. We're hoping by then a special place in South park will be reopening. And the creators of said South park are interested in purchasing and reopening this location. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. You can put it together 
but we're hoping to record from said location for our 100th episode. You guys, this has yes. been another, yes. This has been another edition of Suck My Balls podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suck My Balls Pod, and we're on Facebook at South Park Pod, or just type in Suck My Balls a South Park Review, and we'll come up. We'll be back next week for another edition of you know, just let Carmen do it. Suck my balls, suck my balls, my balls, my balls. Uh oh, Tugger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing, means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now don't you start to whine. I'll see you again next time, because there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fighting around the world. See you next time, everybody. Mm-hmm.